Hare Krishna, today we are so fortunate to have His Grace Vrindanath Prabhu from Michigan. And Prabhuji will enlighten us on the topic Lord Sri Ram. Yesterday we all celebrated Sri Ram Nami. So thank you Prabhuji for taking this topic and enlightening us. Hare Krishna. Please take all the call now. Hare Krishna. Okay. Thank you very much for giving me this opportunity to speak on Lord Ramachandra. Om Ajnana Timirandhasya Jnanan Janashalakaya Chakshuran Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Mukam Karoti Vachalam Pangum Langhayate Girin Yat Kripatamaham Vande Shri Guru Dinatarinam Paramananda Madhavam Shri Chaitanyeshwaram Nom Vishnupadaya Krishna Prishthaya Bhutale Srimate Bhaktivedanta Swami Tinamine Namaste Saraswati Devi Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishesha Shunyavadi Pashatya Deshatarine Namo Mahavidanyaya Krishna Prema Pradhayate Krishna, ya Krishna Chaitanya, Namne Gaurakshay Namaha. Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya, Prabhu Nityananda, Shri Advaiti Gadadha, Shivasadi, Shri Gauravakta Vrinda. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Rama Ram, Hare Hare. Ramam Ramanujam Sitam Bharatam Bharatanujam Sugrivam Vayusunuscha Pranamami Punahapunaha Loka Bhiramam Ranarangadhiram Rajivanetram Raghuvanshanatham Karunya Rupam Karunakarantam Shri Ramachandram Sharanam Tapadhyay Uddhavasthiti Sanghar Karinim Kleshaharinim Sarvashrayaskarim Sitam Natoham Ramavallabham Janaksutajagajanani Janaki Atishya Priya Karuna Nidhanaki Take Jugapada Kamalamanavahu Jasukripa Niramalamati Pavahu Siyaram Mai Sabajagajani Karhu Pranam Jori Jugapani Manojavam Marutulla Vegam Jitendriyam buddhimatam varishtam Vatatmajatvanaryutamukhyam Shri Ramadutam sharanam prapadye Shri Guru charana saroja raj Nijmana mukur sudha Varanau raghuvara vimalajashu Jodayakapalachar Buddhihin Tanujanike Sumiro Pavan Kumar Balabuddhi Vidya Dehamohe Harau Kalesh Vikar Siyavar Ram Jai Jai Ram Mere Prabhu Ram Jai Jai Ram Shri Ram Chand Bhagwan Ki Jai Sita Ram Lakshman Hanuman Ki Jai So, yesterday we celebrated Sri Ram Navami, appearance of Lord Ramachandra. So, I thought it will be nice to speak a little bit on the glories of Lord Ramachandra or the glories of Ramayana itself. We know Valmiki ji composed Srimad Ramayana at the time of Lord Ramachandra. So, he was present at the same time when Lord Ramachandra appeared. And he composed Ramayana in 24,000 shlokas. We know in Srimad Bhagavatam there are 18,000 shlokas. And when Vyasadeva composed Srimad Bhagavatam, 
he described the glories of lord ramachandra just about little less than 100 verses in matter of two chapters in shrimad bhagavatam in ninth canto because valmiki ji already composed ramayan in so detail vyasadev ji did not feel the need to include again all those details in shrimad bhagavatam ramayan teaches so many lessons to apply in our daily life in our relationship with others in our family relation in social relation in political relation in our relationship with the supreme lord so when we talk about ramayan we should try to understand the teachings of ramayan what are the lessons we can learn from all these various pastimes of lord ramachandra please so in before we enter into ramayan there is a glorification of valmiki ji how valmiki ji is addressed in the pages of ramayan so valmiki is described in two ways the glories of valmiki ji pujantam ram rameti madhuram madhuraksharam aruhya kavita shakham vande valmiki kokilam i pay my obeisances to says valmiki ji who is climbing on to the tree of poetry aruhya kavita shakham and he is like a cuckoo bird the night angel bird koyal he is very sweetly in a very sweet melodious voice singing the glories of lord ramachandra calling out to ram 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 so valmiki ji is like a cuckoo bird who sings very sweetly because the narrations of lord ramachandra's pastime are very sweet to hear they are very nectarian and they pacify our heart also valmiki ji is addressed as valmiki muni simhasya kavita vanacharina shunavan ram kadhanadham konayati param gati valmiki also is referred here as muni singhasya among the munis he is like the lion who is wandering through the forest of poetry kavitah vanacharina and the message of ramayan has many roaring like messages which can cleanse our heart which can remove all the anarthas impurities from our heart and help us to attain the supreme destination param gati so there are two contradiction it seems in one place valmiki is addressed as a cuckoo bird which sings very sweetly on the other side he is compared with a lion who roars and because of the roar of the lion all the birds and animals flee away because the message of ramayan has both aspect it has the sweetness it has that nectar by hearing the passings of lord ramachandra we develop that we get that happiness and also it has a roaring message the the hidden messages of ramayan to cleanse our heart sometimes people read ramayan mahabharat the stories of bhagavatam and they think oh, these are just some stories so they read these stories they hear these stories on a artificial on a superficial level not understanding the in depth message of these pastimes so those messages are hidden behind these stories which need to be extracted out so we need to extract out the sutras from ramayan mahabharat to apply in our life it's just like when somebody goes to prayagraj the holy place the that's the king of all the holy places prayagraj at prayagraj at triveni there is a sangam the union of ganga yamuna and saraswati so at that place at triveni ganga and yamuna is very clearly visible but saraswati is flowing in hidden form so same way ramayana and mahabharat their stories apparent they are very openly visible but the deep messages from all these pastimes are deep hidden inside and we need to extract out those messages so in ramayana there are seven kand 
starting from Balakand to Uttarakand. And these seven Karans teaches us to develop our relationship with the Supreme Lord. How we can develop our relationship with the Supreme Lord. When a boy and girl marry, they go around the fire seven times. Seven fairy, Sat fairy. And as they go one by one, right, each, each turn around the fire, they are making some vows, making some promises towards each other to support each other, to take care of each other in all situations of life. So every turn around the fire, they are making some vows, some promise. Same way Ramayan, if we want to really learn, this is to develop our relationship with Lord Ramachandra, with each kind. As we go through each kind of Ramayana, we are making one promise, one vow towards Lord Ramachandra to progress in bhakti, to progress towards the Lord. In scripture, we talk about three terms, Sambandha, Abhidhya and Priyojana. Sambandha is knowing our relationship with the Supreme Lord. I am the servant. He is the Supreme Lord. He is my master. And Priyojana is that the ultimate goal to develop love of the Supreme Lord, love of Krishna, Krishna Prema, Rama Prema, to go back to the kingdom of the Lord. So that is our ultimate goal, Priyojan. Between Sambandha and Priyojan, there is a process, Abhidheya, the process how to attain that ultimate goal. So knowing is one thing, but attaining that thing is different. So somebody knows, I am overweight, I need to reduce 20, 30, 40 pound of weight. The ultimate goal is to reduce those pounds. But in between, there is a process. You have to maybe do some exercise, follow some diet process. So from knowing till achieving that goal, in between, there is a process. So we know I am the servant of the Supreme Lord. He is the master. I need to develop my love for him. So how we develop that relationship with the Lord as we move from each kand, from Balakand to Uttarakhand, that's what it teaches. Balakand, Lord Ramachandra appeared in the palace of Mother Koshalya. He appeared in Chaturbhuj form. Shankh Chakkar Gadapadam, holding all these four articles, he appeared as Lord Vishnu in front of Mother Koshalya. And Koshalya, seeing the Lord in front of her, she said, please convert yourself, transfer yourself into a small baby so that I can enjoy the vatsalyaras to give pleasure to Mother Koshalya. Lord immediately transferred into a small baby and started doing the childhood pastimes. So Lord is showing that I am completely dependent on you. Whatever way you want to feed me, you want to bathe me, you want to put me to rest, whatever way you want, you do that. I am fully dependent on you. So Balakan teaches declaring our dependence on the Lord, becoming like a child, becoming like a Shishu. So we also should develop that mood towards the Supreme Lord. You are my father, you are my mother, I am very dependent on you. You take care of me as you like. So that is first vow we take towards the Supreme Lord. Balakan teaches that. Second, as you move into Ayodhya Kand, Ayodhya Kand teaches truthfulness. Ayodhya Kand also teaches austerity, tapaha. To attain the Supreme Lord, to get the association of the Supreme Lord. Truthfulness is in Ayodhya, Maharaj Dashrath, to fulfill his vow, he gave up Ram, he gave up his life. Ragukula Rita Sadachalyai, Pranajai Parvachana Najai. I can give up my life, but I cannot give up my word. So that is truthfulness. So Lord Ramachandra, to fulfill the vow, fulfill the promise of his father, he gave up his kingdom. One day he was told that he is going to be the king of Ayodhya. Next day he is told to go to forest for 14 years. Neither he rejoiced when he was told to become the king, neither he lamented when he was told to go to forest. In both situations, he was completely satisfied. He is Atmaram. But the point is truthfulness, being true to the words. So we also need to develop the truthfulness to the Supreme Lord. We make so many promises to the Lord. We make so many promises to our Guru and the Dashnavas. 
I'm going to chant 16 round every day. I'm going to follow the four regulated principle. I'm going to follow these do's and don'ts. So when we make those promises, we need to stick to those promises, never give up our word. But vows we have taken towards the Supreme Lord. So following the principle of truthfulness. Also, Ayodhya Khan teaches us austerity, tapa. If we really want to have association of the Supreme Lord, we need to ready. We need to be ready to do some austerity. Lord Ramachandra alone was told to go to forest for 14 years. But Lakshmana and Sita also chose to go with Lord Ramachandra to forest. Sita Devi said, I cannot stay back in the palace. Wherever you are, that's Ayodhya for me. I'm going to stay with you. That is the duty of the wife to always accompany the husband, always follow the instruction, the footstep of the husband. Sita Devi did not say that, okay, I'm going to the house of my father. When you come back after 14 years, send me a letter, then I will come back. She said, I will go to the forest, no matter how many difficulties are there. So the, the austerity of Sita, austerity of Mother Koshalya, austerity of Mother Sumitra, austerity of Urmila and Lakshman, Ayodhya Khan talks about the tapa of all these personalities. Lakshmana also could have just stayed back in Ayodhya. Only Lord Ramachandra was asked to go to forest. Lakshman could have stayed back and enjoyed the opulences of the palaces and the kingdom. But Lakshmana said, I am coming with you to the forest to serve you. Wherever you are, that is Ayodhya for me. So we need to perform some austerity to attract the mercy of the Lord. We need to remain true towards the Lord. Our bhakti has a price tag. Right? What is the price tag for our bhakti? For us to go away from bhakti or to not do our daily sadhana. Sometime there is some opulence which drives us away from bhakti. Sometimes there are some problems in life which drive us up from bhakti. So that is the price tag for our bhakti. And if we consider, no, no, I am very fixed up. Sola Mala, chanting 16 round, hearing Bhagavatam, associating with devotees, I am very fixed up. Maybe we have not faced the test yet. So we need to understand, is there a price tag for my bhakti? Are there certain situations when I give up my bhakti? We need to develop the truthfulness and tapaha to progress in bhakti. That is what Ayodhya Khand teaches. Then we move forward in Aranya Khand. Aranya Khand teaches no matter what, we need to move, continue to move forward in bhakti. There may be challenges in life. We need to keep moving forward in the life. Lord Ramachandra had to go to forest. He had to give up his kingdom. Then later on, his wife Sita was stolen, was kidnapped. But Lord Ramachandra continued moving forward. He did not just sat down at one place thinking, oh, what do I do now? So Lord Ramachandra continued moving forward. That teaches us no matter what obstacle come in life, we need to keep moving, keep going through the life. Even Aranyakan teaches one more thing. If we want to progress in bhakti, there are two main enemies which we need to destroy. In Aranyakan, there was a pastime. When Shrupnaka came, she was attracted towards Lord Ramachandra. She wanted to get Lord Ramachandra, marry Lord Ramachandra. And as she thought, Sita is obstacle in my path, so I want to kill Sita. She attacked on Sita and Lakshmana cut off the nose and ears of Shrupnaka. Then Shrupnaka ran to Karan her brothers, who were like a big kind of asuras living in Dandakaranya with their big army of 14,000 soldiers, 14,000 asuras. So she went to Akharan Dushan and told them to attack on Lord Ramachandra. So Akharan Dushan with their, enemy of, with their army of 14,000 soldiers attacked on Lord Ramachandra. And Lord Ramachandra single-handedly with one single arrow destroyed the whole army of Kharan Dushan along with Kharan So what does this Kharan Dushan represent? They are Rag and Dvesh. If we really want to progress in Bhakti, the two big obstacles in our path are Rag and Dvesh. We need to remove these two obstacles, these two enemies. Otherwise, 
on the surface if we are doing bhakti but in the heart deep down these two enemies are hidden then our heart is thinking it that heart cannot be a place for lord ramachandra once there were some villagers they dig up a new well and they wanted to inaugurate the well they invited one sage to come do the inauguration of the well fetch the first bucket of water and drink few sips of water so as on the day of inauguration the sage came so they started the inauguration process they cut the ribbon and they threw the bucket inside pulled fetched up some water pulled out some water and as the water came out it was stinking it was so dirty and foul smelling they thought maybe this is the first bucket of water coming or some dust is there something is there so we let's remove few first few buckets of water so that the clean water will start coming so they continue pulling out the water 10 buckets 20 30 40 50 100 buckets still the water is so dirty and so foul smelling so from morning till evening they continued Hare Krishna can everybody please go on mute so from morning till evening they continued the water still was so dirty foul smelling and in the evening one farmer passed by from there he was working in his field so he was not there all day as he came in the evening he saw all these people working so hard they are putting rose water kevda water to make that water kind of uh, nice smelling but still nothing is changing so he told them why are you working so hard actually the root cause of this problem is i know that something some different reason behind this yesterday i saw two dogs were fighting here and as these two dogs were fighting they were kind of in, injuring each other blood was coming out and as they were fighting they just fell into this well they died there so their dead bodies are there in this well and they because of that this whole water is contaminated it is dirty and foul smelling until you remove those two dead dogs from there this water is not going to change so they finally removed those dead bodies they went down and took out those found the dead bodies of those two dogs removed them then they removed that water so, so the new fresh water started coming from behind with nice fragrance and all that so what is the moral of the story the root cause of problem is the two dead dogs in our heart when we want to progress in bhakti no matter what we are but if these two enemies are hidden inside the heart we cannot develop our relationship with the supreme lord we cannot develop our relationship with other devotees so we need to remove rag and dwesh overly attachment towards something or enviousness towards anybody else so aranyakan teaches us to continue moving forward in bhakti no matter what happens then we come into ishkinda kand lord ramachandra continued his journey he met sugriva he met hanuman at rishyamukh parvat well, this kishkinda kand is very important this is in the middle of the ramayana this is like the pendant of the necklace because kishkinda kand shows us our real image kishkinda kand shows us the mirror sugriv what does sugriv represent sugriv is the jeeva the living entity bali represents the karmic reaction the result of the activities of the jiva and rishyamukh parvat rishi mukh rishi means great sages mukh means mouth rishyamukh means the words coming out emanating out from the mouth of the great sages the great devotees and when jiva runs from the fear of his karma and takes shelter in the association of devotees hear from the sages hear from guru the vaishnavas then he is relieved from the fear of his karmic reaction to grieve had run away from bali and had come and residing in rishyamukh parvat where lord ramachandra personally came 
So when we are residing in the association of devotees, when we are hearing from devotees, hearing from scriptures, Krishna Katha, Rama Katha, Bhagavat Katha, then we are relieved from the karmic reaction. Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, Sarva Dharman Parityajya Maam Ekam Shranam Raja Aham Tvam Sarva Papebhyo Mokshayshyami Mashucha You just surrender unto me, I will relieve you from all sinful reactions. So Lord Ramachandra personally comes, Lord personally comes when we are in the association of devotees, where Kirtan is going on, where Katha is going on. And then there is no fear of our past karmic reaction. So Kishkinda Khan teaches to become a Jat Shatruva, where Lord Ramachandra put many devotees to his heart. He embraced many devotees. And then we move forward to Sundarkand. Sundarkand is very beautiful pastimes of Lord Hanuman crossing over the ocean to go to Lanka to find Mother Sita. And this Sundarkand is still sung in nice, nice melodies. And Sundarkand is called Sundarkand because Hanumanji's one of the name is Sundar. And that is the Leela of Hanumanji. So this is called Sundarkand. Sundarkand teaches when to search out for the internal happiness. Sita Devi represents Shakti. She is the pleasure potency of Lord Ramachandra, internal pleasure. So Kishkindakan uh, teaches us rather than searching out the worldly pleasure. Right now we are searching after the worldly pleasure. Some health in this world, some name and fame, some position. But we need to seek out the internal happiness which can happen only when we search out Bhakti, when we bring Bhakti in our life, when we bring Lord Krishna, Lord Ramachandra in our life. And on the path, we will have that faith of faith. The fact is, God can give us some opulence and we get diverted. There may be some other problems on the path, but we need to continue moving forward. Can everybody please go on mute? Can the host put others on mute? And then comes Yuddhakand. Yuddhakand is where Lord Ramachandra destroyed all the Asuras, Ravana, Kumbhakarana, Meghanath. And what does all these Asuras represent? <clears throat> they represent the Anarthas, Kama, Kodha, Lobha. So Yuddhakan teaches us to destroy the internal enemies, the internal asuras hidden in our heart. On Vijayadashmi, we burn the effigies of Ravana, Kumbhakarna, Meghanath. People celebrate a festival and enjoy. So just burning the effigies outside is not enough. We need to work on burning the demons inside the heart. See, at that time, there was one Ravana and he said, yes, I am Ravana, I am enemy of Ramachandra, I am Asura. But today in Kalyuga, everybody is like Ravana. But everybody thinks himself to be Ram. So we need to understand, we need to seek out, find out these internal enemies, the hidden Rakshasas inside our heart and work on destroying these Rakshasas. And then comes Uttarakhand when Lord Ramachandra came back to Ayodhya, he was enthroned on the kingdom, on the throne. He was made the king. His Rajabhishek happened. And he invited many sages, many Brahmanas into his palace. The Uttarakhand describes so many times Lord Ramachandra invited the sages, Brahmanas and discussed with them. He served them. So Uttarakhand teaches us the service attitude. To serve the Supreme Lord, to serve the Vaishnavas. Das, Das, Dasanu, Das. I am the servant of the servant of the servant. So with each kind of Ramayan, it teaches us to develop our relationship with the Supreme Lord, to make a vow towards the Supreme Lord. And there are every Leela, there are so many lessons to learn. There are so many sutras which we need to extract out. Dashrath Maharaj, he wanted to get a son. 
he did not had a child even though dashrath maharaj had many wives three primary wives were koshalya sumitra and kekai but dashrath maharaj did not had a son he was still under depression he was still under anxiety he was still not happy even though he had a big kingdom all the opulences still he was not happy until ram was there in his life see sometimes people think main problems of our life are roti kapda makan to arrange for food shelter clothing till we have these things how can we happy but dashrath maharaj did he have any problem of roti kapda makan he had everything but still he was not happy because ramachandra was not there in the life so no matter how much opulences we have in this life how much name and fame position strength beauty we have in this life but until we are connected with the supreme lord there cannot be true happiness and for dashrath to get ramachandra in the life what was required same way if we want to get lord ramachandra in our life what do we need to do what is requirement first thing is to reside in ayodhya dashrath maharaj was residing in ayodhya means we need to reside in ayodhya to get ramachandra now does that mean we need to give up our job our family our house and just move to ayodhya move to vrindavan mathura then we can get ramachandra then we can get krishna no we need to understand what does ayodhya mean what does vrindavan mean ayodhya kahan jahan ram nivasa wherever lord ram resides that is ayodhya and where does lord ram reside where does lord reside naham basami vaikunthe yogi naam hridayeshuva yatra gayanti mad bhakta tatratishthami narada wherever my glories are my devotees are singing my glories wherever my katha is going on my kirtan is going on there i reside in the heart of my devotees i do not reside in vaikuntha i do not reside in the heart of the yogis but wherever my glories are being sung i reside there so we need to stay in the association of devotees where katha is going on kirtan is going on that place becomes like ayodhya so we need to make our homes into ayodhya we need to make our heart into ayodhya where lord ramachandra can come and reside that is first requirement to live to reside in ayodhya second requirement is we need to become dasharath then lord ramachandra comes in the life so what does dasharath mean dasharath whose chariot goes in all 10 directions and dasharath actually mean the chariot means the chariot of our senses the horses on that chariot are the senses and somebody who has controlled over these senses that is called dasharath who has controlled over these ten senses five karmendriya five gyanendriya and to control the senses to drive this chariot in ten direction without contamination what is needed a very expert sarathi chariot driver and who is the chariot driver of maharaj dasharath su mantra see this name is very significant su mantra su plus mantra a very beautiful mantra so if we want to control our senses we need to take shelter of a mantra and what is the mantra for this kalyuga hare krishna hare krishna 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 hare 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 ram hare ram 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 hare hare so when we chant the holy name then we can get lord in our life and when we go to the association of devotees when we hear hari katha the ultimate message is the chanting of the holy name if after hearing katha we do not take shelter of the holy name there is no use of hearing hari katha the take off mass the take away message take home message of shravanam of hearing bhagavat is to chant the holy name so taking shelter residing in ayodhya second is taking shelter of the holy name that is the expert chariot driver who can help control all our senses otherwise it's very difficult to control the senses and the mind and the third thing which is required is dashrath maharaj even though he had everything he did not had ram in his life then what did he do 
ही टुक शेल्टर ऑफ हिज गुरु गुरुग्रह गए तुरंत महिपाला ही वेंट टू द हाउस ऑफ हिज गुरु पीरियड टू हिम प्लीज हेल्प मी आई वॉन्ट अ सन एंड देन गुरु गेव डायरेक्शन वट यू नीड टू डू ही अरेज फॉर एवरीथिंग दैट यू नीड टू परफॉर्म पुत्र कामेशी यज्ञ एंड यू नीड टू इन्वाइट श्रृंगा ऋषि एंड परफॉर्म दिस यज्ञ सो गुरु मेड ऑल द अरेजमेंट सो वट डज इट टेल इज वी नीड टू टेक शेल्टर ऑफ अ गुरु वी नीड टू अप्रोच अ बोनाफाइड गुरु हु हेल्प अस to bring lord ramachandra in our life so the three sutras if we want to attain ramachandra in our life is residing in ayodhya chanting the holy name taking shelter of a bona fide guru and then the next event the next big event which happened was lord ramachandra's marriage with sita devi so till lord ramachandra went from ayodhya with vishwamitra till the time he came back to ayodhya after marrying mother sita so both sita and ram getting together getting married and coming back to ayodhya in all these events four major things happened so if we want to get sita devi and lord ramachandra see sita devi is bhakti and through bhakti if we want to get lord in our life right bhakti help us to unite with the lord so because of bhakti devi if we want to get lord ramachandra also in our heart in between four things need to happen so in this ramlila four events happened first was when lord ramachandra went with vishwamitra the first thing happened was killing of tadaka Lord Ramachandra killed Tadaka. Tadaka was the first demoness which Lord Ramachandra encountered, and he killed that demon Tadaka with one arrow by just shooting one arrow. So, what does this Tadaka represent? Tadaka represents anger. Tadaka represents durasha, the wrong desires, wrong expectations, and to kill Tadaka. only one arrow is needed that is seeing ram everywhere if we see lord ramachandra everywhere in everybody then there is no question of becoming angry at others rather than having the wrong desires in this world if we have only desire to get lord ramachandra if we have only expectation from ramachandra only to get his mercy that is only expectation then our heart becomes purified our mind becomes purified so tadaka represents durasha so removing that durasha means one arrow needed taking shelter of lord ramachandra ek aasha ram ji se dooji aasha chhod de ek nata ram ji se dooja nata tod de so developing our one and only relationship with the supreme lord having only one expectation expecting his mercy not expecting anything else of this world so that is purification of our mind so that is the first thing which need to happen before lord ramachandra and sita devi gets married purification of mind second thing which happened lord ramachandra went and he safeguarded the yagya of vishwamitra after that there was invitation from janakpuri Janak Maharaj sent invitation to Vishwamitra that you please come participate in my Dhanuri Yagya. So Lord Ramachandra was not given any personal invitation, but Vishwamitra requested that you also come with us. And Lord Ramachandra decided to go to Janakpuri also. See, Vishwamitra had to go to Ayodhya to bring Lord Ramachandra with him, but Lord Ramachandra personally himself went to Janakpuri even. not invited personally the difference is the reason is vishwamitra is gyani he is doing jap tap he is doing lot of austerity performing yagyas and for a gyani to get the mercy of the lord he has to work very hard to get the mercy of the lord to get lord but janak maharaj he has bhakti devi at his home sita devi is bhakti devi so Janak Maharaj is bhakti at home. Who has bhakti at home? Lord personally come there. So if we want to get Lord Ramachandra, we need to have bhakti, and then Lord will personally come. But before that also, 
as vishwamitra started traveling to janakpuri along with ram lakshman and other sages on the way one more event happened that was deliverance of ahilya ahilya uddhar lord ramachandra saw one ashram and in there nobody was residing it was completely in distorted condition and he saw one shila a woman like shila in the form of a woman a stone and lord ramachandra asked whose ashram whose hermit is this and vishwamitra said this is gautam muni's ashram gautam nari shap bas upal deh dhari dhir the wife of gautam ahilya was transformed into a stone because of the curse of gautam muni so what has happened was because indra had cheated ahilya indra came in disguised as gautam rishi and cheated ahilya and he took help from chandrama moon so ahilya represents buddhi she is the daughter of brahma so ahilya is buddhi indra represents senses and chandra represents mind the senses and mind always try to cheat the intelligence right our senses demand something i want to taste something nice i want to see something i want to hear something i want to touch something and the senses command to the mind and both senses and mind dictate it to intelligence they make our intelligence function in such a way to fulfill those sense gratification so senses and mind are always cheating the intelligence buddhi that's what this ahilya curse represent and how to purify that intelligence how to transform that intelligence again when it is touched with the feet of lord ramachandra when it is connected with the feet of lord ramachandra so lord ramachandra touched that stone and transformed her back into her real form ahilya again came in her real form as a woman and went back to her husband so that is purification of buddhi our buddhi can be purified our intelligence can be purified when we connect it at the feet of the lord so first thing happened was purification of mind killing of tadaka second thing happened was purification of intelligence ahilya uddhar third thing which happened in janakpuri in mithila lord ramachandra broke that bow of lord shiva shiva dhanush so what does this shiva dhanush represents shiva lord shiva is the devata of ahankar mithya ahankar and this shiva dhanush represents this mithya ahankar and lord ramachandra broke that bow means breaking of our mithya ahankar so if we want to get lord if we want to get sita devi and ramachandra united together the thing which need to happen is removing of that mithya ahankar false ego from the heart and then the fourth thing which happened in that assembly when the bow was broken parshuram also came and parshuram was very angry he challenged lord ramachandra that you think you are a big warrior i will understand i will accept you if you lift up this bow the vishnu dhanusha parshuram had another bow bow of lord vishnu vishnu dhanush so as he just pointed out his vishnu dhanusha in the front vishnu dhanusha itself from his hand went into the hands of lord ramachandra so this vishnu dhanusha represents our consciousness our chetana the vishnu dhanush going to lord ramachandra automatically by itself represents when our consciousness starts to flow towards the lord automatically by itself without any endeavor so we need to train ourselves in sadhana in a such way that automatically our consciousness is flowing towards the lord right when there is no force required in the beginning we need a push somebody is calling us prabhuji please come join morning japa come to the program come to temple so there is a push needed but when there is no more any push needed automatically our consciousness is going towards the lord there is no external endeavor needed that becomes our topmost priority that is the flow of our consciousness towards the lord and then lord becomes united with sita devi so if we want because of bhakti if we want lord ramachandra to come reside in our heart if we want sita devi and ramachandra to come reside in our heart these four things need to happen purification of mind purification of intelligence removal of false ego and 
our consciousness directly automatically flowing towards the lord so throughout ramayan there are so many lessons to learn from each every past time so if i keep going each and every one it will be few hours of discussion getting these sutras so many past times happened ultimately lord ramachandra was enthroned on the kingdom of ayodhya after he fulfilled the 14 years of exile he killed ravana destroyed the all the asuras he came back to ayodhya and became the king of ayodhya overall we need to understand the holy name of the lord that is the supreme benediction for us in kaliyuga kaliyuga kebal naam adhar sumar sumar utare sat nar par naam rupe kali kale naam rupe krishna avatar so in kaliyuga lord has appeared in the form of his holy name holy name is even more powerful than the lord and then people say ram se bada ram ka naam is that really true can the holy name be more powerful than the lord himself the scripture says naam chintamani krishnas abhinnatvam naam namino right the holy name of the lord is chintamani it's like the touchstone and it's non different from the lord there is no difference in the lord and his holy name so then how can we say the holy name of the lord is more powerful so from tattva point of view yes name and the lord they are equal they are non different but from kripa point of view from the point of view of mercy the holy name is even more powerful in all the past times of the lord during when he was here and he performed his leela lord ramachandra walked on many stones he stepped on many stones as he was walking through dandakaranya as he is traveling through that bridge which was built on the ocean to go to lanka he stepped on many stones but only one stone got the real form ahilya only got her real swarupa real form but the holy name is so powerful that it can melt the stone like heart of the sadhaka and he it can help realize the real swarupa of the sadhaka so many sadhaka so many devotees by chanting of the holy name they have attained their real perfection stage of life their real swarupa and gone back to godhead so the holy name has transformed so many stones into their real form lord ramachandra broke one shiva dhanush one bow of lord shiva which represents mithya ahankar false ego but the holy name of the lord has been breaking the false ego of so many sadhakas so many sadhakas by chanting of the holy name they have become purified from this contamination of mithya ahankar from this feeling of me and mine aham and mamata so the holy name has been destroying the false ego of so many sadhakas so many devotees lord ramachandra when he crossed the ocean to go to lanka he did not dry up the ocean but he built a bridge on that but the holy name of lord it does not build a bridge in this bhavasagar to help cross the jiva from this bhavasagar but it dries up this bhavasagar this ocean of material miseries it does not build a bridge to cross over this material portion of material misery so holy name of the lord is so powerful it is more powerful than the lord ram se bada ram ka naam so all we need to do is very sincerely take shelter of the holy name and understand the message from the scriptures from ramayan mahabharat there what is the real hidden messages to apply in our life to progress in bhakti how we can continue to develop our relationship with the supreme lord make it more and more stronger and sweeter shri ram chandra bhagwan ki jai sita ram lakshman hanuman ki jai ananta koti vaishnav vrind ki jai shri lakshmipad ki jai so i will stop here anybody has any question or comment
हरे कृष्णा प्रभु जी थैंक यू सो मच फॉर दिस क्लास यू एक्सप्लेन सो नाइसली वेरी ब्यूटिफुल प्रभु जी थैंक यू सो मच फॉर टेकिंग दिस टॉपिक एंड फॉर टूडे क्लास आई हैव क्वेश्चन बट आई विल वेट फॉर अदर्स टू आस्क द क्वेश्चन Okay. Is anybody having any question, comment? If nobody else has question, Mother, you can go ahead. Yes, Prabhu. So, Prabhu Ji, you explain about uh, Ahilya and Gautam Rishi, uh, and uh, Inraj cheated her, and Gautam Rishi cursed uh, Ahilya Devi. So, is there any reference that Gautam Rishi has cursed Indra too? Because that was not yes. her fault. Uh, totally, uh, because Indra cheated her. So, did Gautam Rishi curse uh, Indra, or what it is, Prabhuji? I don't heard anything about that. Yes, so Indra was also cursed that because he came hidden, that nobody is seeing him. He was cursed to have eyes all over his body. So that's why there is a description that Indra got eyes all over his body. There is a some paintings also indra having eyes on his body everywhere that he is being washed by everybody or so he cursed indra also but the problem with the uh, ahilya curse was basically indra came disguised as gautam muni at the dead of night uh, and he took help of chandra moon moon came in the form of a hand and he just in morning mein murga bang deta hai he kind of shouts out and people think now it's morning time ram mohurat and they get up to start their morning routine so chandrama came as the hen and he shouted out morning alarm and gautam rishi thought it's morning time he came out and he went to take bath on the river and at that time indra disguised as gautam muni went inside to ahilya and gautam rishi realized that it is not really morning he came back and indra was going out from the room of ahilya and gautam rishi thought who is this person looking like me and then he went inside asked ahilya who was that who was that ahilya was confused what do you mean who was that earlier also it was you now also it is you so what what do you mean who was that so she could not even speak gautam rishi is again and again asking tell me who was that tell me who was that and she is completely silent just confused and gautam rishi curse that you are standing like a stone i curse you become a stone so that was little detail about ahilya's curse and later on yes it was he found that it was indra and he cursed indra also to have eyes all over his body okay we are yeah prabhuji yes thank you for explaining hari krishna hari krishna Okay, any other question comment or we can end the call Okay, so thank you very much. Ram Chandra Bhagwan ki jai, Shri Prabhupad ki jai. Is Grace Vandana Prabhu ki jai. Thank you so much, Prabhu Ji. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna.